This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where we have set another record for COVID-19 fatalities for the third day in a row. 191 deaths were reported Tuesday, 219 on Wednesday, 253 fatalities were added to the list on Thursday. And the governor actually acknowledged those deaths, something he rarely does. Some have lost a loved one. That's painful. No words do it justice. And while we recognize that there is suffering, that there is fear, anger, and loss, we must also recognize this enduring truth. We are Americans. We're a strong, decent people who have overcome difficult times throughout our history. We will continue to contend with the virus, but we will not be defined by it. The health department reported almost 10,000 newly confirmed cases of the virus Thursday. That brings the total number to 461,379. Over the past week, we've averaged 10,216 new cases, 518 hospitalizations, and 154 deaths every single day. But the governor says that's no reason to close down again. It was never supposed to be just keep society in the fetal position indefinitely. Everyone's always agreed that that would not be a good, good approach. But don't be surprised if football fans go fetal when they hear the news that the annual game between Florida and Florida State will not be happening this fall because of COVID-19. And let's not forget about Tropical Storm Isaias. It's on the way. While we can't be certain of the exact track of the storm, and we certainly can't be sure about the intensity it will ultimately reach, we do expect to see impacts to the state of Florida, even if the storm remains off our shore, which is the current forecast. Can 2020 get any weirder? Well, how about that tweet from Donald Trump suggesting the November election could be delayed? It caught the governor by surprise. Uh, so he asked for the election to be delayed? Well, not exactly. He asked whether the election should be delayed until people can properly, securely, and safely vote. DeSantis says they already can, at least in Florida, so there's no reason to delay. All the supervisors of elections have been planning for this for a long time. Secretary of State's been planning it for a long time, and I think Florida will be ready to go. Trump says he's worried about massive fraud from mail-in ballots, but didn't offer any proof it's happening or explain how delaying the election would solve a problem that doesn't appear to exist. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the story of an epic confrontation between Florida man and Florida woman. There are no winners, only losers. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Friday, July 31st. It's going to be a wet weekend in the Sunshine State, thanks to a storm called Isaias. Last night, Governor DeSantis delivered what was billed as an address to Floridians, where he started with the storm and segued into COVID-19. Tonight, we're watching the latest developments on tropical storm Isaias as it passes the Dominican Republic and heads towards Florida. While we can't be certain of the exact track of the storm, and we certainly can't be sure about the intensity it will ultimately reach, we do expect to see impacts to the state of Florida, even if the storm remains off our shore, which is the current forecast. But this is an involving situation, so please keep up with official updates and make sure you have a plan and have seven days worth of food, water, and medicine. And while we monitor the tropical storm in the Atlantic, here onshore, we continue to battle COVID-19. I know the past few months have been difficult, our lives have been captivated and in many ways turned upside down by something we can't see, can't smell, can't taste or touch. Some have lost a loved one. That's painful. No words do it justice. 
And when we recognize that there is suffering, that there is fear, anger, and loss, we must also recognize this enduring truth. We are Americans. We're a strong, decent people who have overcome difficult times throughout our history. We will continue to contend with the virus, but we will not be defined by it. Now, fortunately, we have begun to see some positive trends throughout the state regarding declining emergency department visits and hospitalizations for COVID-like illnesses. Uh, we want those trends to continue. And tonight, we resolve to press forward, to capitalize on those trends. We have one goal, we're one Florida. We'll continue the fight, we'll fight with hope and optimism, and we will emerge stronger as a result of it. We must stay strong, we must not fear, for we will succeed. Another day, another record for deaths from COVID-19. Florida reporting 253 fatalities Thursday, breaking the record of 217 we set on Wednesday, which broke Tuesday's record of 191. Despite the rising death toll and thousands of new cases being reported every day, the governor has spent the past couple of weeks trying to convince parents it is safe to reopen the schools. Some districts have decided to begin with virtual learning only, but the governor says most kids should be back in the classroom. I mean, this, this was initially, a, a, remember, we started this 15 days to slow the spread. It was, okay, this thing's coming at us, let's slow it down so that our hospital system could get, make sure we have what we need, we can get PPE, we can work on all these other things, and then we'll be able to better tackle it. It was never supposed to be just keep society in the fetal position indefinitely, because that was not something that no one, everyone's always agreed that that would not be a good, good approach. And so with the schools, you know, that was done as an abundance of caution, but I don't think anyone thought at the time that that would just be the, the indefinite uh, situation of, of what's going on. So uh, I think it's important to give the parents a choice. And I know that there's a lot of, uh, of parents that, um, that really want to have that structure uh, for, for their kids. And, and, and so we'll, we'll, we'll see um, how it shakes out. The governor has extended the moratorium on evictions that have been due to expire at midnight tonight. That executive order is designed to prevent foreclosures and evictions amid job losses and financial problems caused by the pandemic. But it's only a Band-Aid. Renters and homeowners are still responsible for all the missed mortgage and rental payments because they've only been deferred, not dismissed. The panhandle lawyer who dresses up as the Grim Reaper to protest the governor's response to coronavirus wants to be heard by a Tallahassee appeals court. Dan Ufelder sued the governor earlier this year when he refused to order a statewide beach closure to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And he's been on DeSantis' case ever since. This guy is clueless. He really is clueless. He's killing our children. Our kids are not tributes. And it's, it's, it's so upsetting to people that I talk to that know Florida is, has a lot of great people and a lot of people that are good leaders and know what leadership is. And, and, you know, if he doesn't want to do this job, if he wants to do something else, nobody will, I won't complain. He lost at the trial level, but the judge encouraged Ufelder to pursue the lawsuit, and he did, filing a challenge at the First District Court of Appeal. The governor wants that court to rule based entirely on the paperwork without hearing oral arguments. But Ufelder is objecting, telling the court this appeal is too important for the people of the state of Florida to be argued on paper. COVID-19 has claimed another Florida victim. The annual grudge match between the Gators and the Seminoles will not take place this fall. The Southeastern Conference has voted to play a 10-game schedule with SEC opponents only. And since the Knolls are in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the rivalry between Florida and Florida State will have to wait until next year. This will be the first time since 1957 that the Knowles and the Gators will not play each other. 
If things aren't crazy enough for you, consider this. The president has launched a trial balloon, perhaps more accurately described as a troll balloon. We'll have that story and the governor's reaction right after the break. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we're much obliged. The Florida Hospital Association has released the OPEN plan, designed to allow Florida's safe resumption of elective surgeries and procedures. OPEN stands for O, observe the COVID-19 rate of community occurrence. P, prevent transmission. E, establish the process to restore elective surgeries and procedures. And N, network with all healthcare providers. You can read the OPEN plan today at FHA.org. Welcome back to Sunrise. Donald Trump sent out a tweet Thursday asking whether the November election should be delayed because of massive fraud from mail-in ballots. The president has been fretting over these ballots for months and has claimed, without any proof, that it will lead to a catastrophic disaster and a fraudulent election. That tweet caught Governor DeSantis by surprise. So uh, I didn't see the tweet, but what I would say, you know, in Florida, I think there's kind of a, 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 some confusion about there's some people that say you should just mass mail ballots to every address, regardless of whether they request it or anything. And I do think that that, that creates some problems in terms of p- potential for fraud. That's not what we do in Florida. I mean, Florida has vote by mail. You can request a mail ba- ballot. It is sent to you. Um, there's verification, and, um, and, and it's a process that I think has worked. Uh, and so I support Florida's system. I would not support just mass mailing everyone a ballot, regardless of whether they've asked for it, um, because I do think that that ends up creating uh, avenues um, for fraud. And I just think it be, be, it's just integrity. I think people have questions, but that is not what we have in Florida. You know, we have anyone can request a ballot by mail. You don't have to provide an excuse, but you do have to request it. And I think that is an important check to make sure that, okay, you've requested your ballot, they send it to you, and then obviously they'll wait to receive it and then make sure that you have it. But to just have ballots flying out there willy-nilly, I do think that 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 would be a mistake. But what about the suggestion that our election should be postponed until people can vote safely and securely? DeSantis says Floridians can already do that, so it's not a problem. Well, I I don't think in Florida. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously I think voter fraud is an issue. I know you have, um, I've talked to some of the U.S. attorneys who, who who are on top of that. And they're not going to they're not going to stand for it. I know some of our local folks. Um, and so we're going to uh, police that. But I think I think that Florida will, will, will be in a, in a good spot uh, to go. I mean, their uh, secretary Lee has, you know, marshaled a lot of resources uh, for for people to be able to work the polls in case we have because at the primary in, in March, you know, you had in one or two counties, you had some of the poll workers drop out like at the last minute. Um, and so we're cognizant of that. Now, I think that by November, you know, hopefully we'll be in a, a different spot uh, than we are in terms of the coronavirus pandemic. But, but there's going to be a, a lot of people that could be brought to bear to make sure that these polling sites are open, running well. Uh, so, so there's been a lot, a lot of, um, uh, of, of effort that's been put into it. Uh, from both, all the supervisors of elections have been planning for this for a long time. Secretary of State's been planning it for a long time. And I think Florida will be ready to go. Trump's tweet was immediately condemned by lawmakers in both major parties who pointed out he has no authority over elections. Primaries are controlled by the states. Congress has the final say over the timing of national elections. Your calendar of events starts at 8 when the Board of Psychology meets by conference call. The Board of Professional Surveyors and Mappers holds an online meeting at 8.30. 
The Education Estimating Conference will talk about updated estimates for enrollment in the public school system at 1. FSU's basketball coach Leonard Hamilton will be the keynote speaker at 7.30 during the FSU Summer Commencement Ceremony. It'll be held online because of the pandemic. Saturday at 11, State Senator Randolph Bracey of Orlando holds a voter registration kickoff event in Orlando. At noon, Representative Elizabeth Federhoff of DeLand will hold an open house at her campaign headquarters as she runs for re-election in Volusia County's House District 26. And Florida Congressmen Matt Gates and Brian Mast are expected to appear at the Republican Party of Palm Beach County's annual Lobster Feast. It's a fundraising event that starts at 6.30. Finally today, it's the battle we've all been waiting for. Florida woman versus Florida man. They both lost. A Florida woman who told police two black men fired the shots that wounded her young daughters admits she made it up. 32-year-old Angela Pupo is a white Cuban-American. Her original story was that she and the kids were stopped at an intersection in Liberty City when two black men opened fire. Detectives say she stuck to that story for all of 20 minutes before breaking down in tears and admitting it was a lie. Police say Pupo admitted taking her six- and eight-year-old daughters to shoplift at a Hylia seafood market. The real shooting happened when a security guard fired at her car as it drove away, injuring the girls. The Florida woman is charged with providing false information to police. The security guard, 50-year-old Florida man Leonardo Morales Gomez, is charged with two counts of attempted murder and two counts of attempted manslaughter. Investigators say he was not in danger when he fired his gun. That's it for today's episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again Monday as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.